Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yes, indeedy. Good morning, everybody. Mike Rayley here. Miss uh, Clapp is is away today, probably beaching it. And Brother Rufus is, is not in the studio. He's here. Good morning, Brother Rufus. Well, good morning to all of you. I, I want to first congratulate all three of you. NC State graduates. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go ahead and, and get it out of the way because you actually deserved it. Uh, Carolina just sort of laid down and, and and State played a better ball game. I'll have to agree. I don't think so. Well, it was, well, it was mighty close. Yeah. Mighty close, Nelson, Brother Rufus. Nelson's got her Carolina blue shirt on for you. That is not true. <laughs> yeah, what is? I didn't well, I started to wear my, I started you? to wear my NC State shirt, but I didn't want to make Rufus feel bad. And I do have a a, a consolation uh, prize for Rufus. I guess I'll have to drive down Lake Wheeler on my way back to the garden hut. Oh, oh. you got uh, naps you and got. a Dr Pepper, or we'll call it that. Oh, oh, okay. I've got one of those right now. A little something, way, something, let, little maybe. something, something from the Cape Fear area. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got some uh, Cape Fear conservation. Um, contributions going on you're gonna love it i know how you like that oh good okay i certainly do <laughs> that makes you kind of chipper this morning doesn't it rufus <laughs> Ooh, it makes me want to talk in code 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 <laughs> so uh we, yeah we'll uh we'll you uh you got uh anything going on in your yard this morning is it, my uh banana tree <laughs> I, is i think i i think mike i better sort of fess up our listeners a little bit forward because I'm, I'm I'm sort of under the weather because I took a little tumble, a huge tumble last Saturday night trying to help a neighbor after dark, I was shining a light and stumbled over a over a log and and broke my shoulder. So I'm I'm going to be under uh, the warden's care for here a while and quite a bit of pain. But I want everybody to know that I've got enough to eat. I've got a wonderful, wonderful warden taking care of me. She wouldn't, uh, dear Phil was going to bring me in this morning, and the, and the warden here said, no, you may not do it. You, uh, That's just one more getting in and out of doors and sitting down one more time, and uh, you're not going here. But she said, uh, I know Mike will understand. Oh, yeah. And you, and absolutely. So I just want to go ahead and confess to the audience why I'm absent today, but uh, thank God I've been just, just say a prayer that this won't go on for months, but I'll get better. I'm sure sure it'll be fine. I'm sorry you had that. It was so nice and typical of you to, to help a neighbor. But um, I, Well, I Rufus, I feel like I've learned something about you. You you listened to the warden, so I'm congratulating you. <laughs> well, he's dealt with a lot of wardens over the years, uh, haven't you, Rufus? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Through the uh, Attorney General's office. Yeah, but Miss Linda is the head warden. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's the head warden, wardeness, or whatever you want to call there it. There you go, the wardenette. Yeah. Well, uh, at any rate, uh, you got anything still blooming in your yard? All you camellias well, happy? I was or? noticing yesterday that it's sort of a, a funny thing to look out there and see a, 
camellia shrub that is totally still blooming beautifully, and the Daphne is already getting buds on them. Wow. I haven't so checked I, my Daphne. I thought that was wonderful. Of course, I'm going to have a, a great uh, crop of hellebore this year. There's no question about that. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the yellow coneflower is blooming quite, still blooming quite a bit. And, and of course, the uh, Mexican sunflower that everybody knows I talk too much about. But it's just a wonderful plant. It's a beautiful plant. It is. And it spreads. Must yep. have a lot of <clears throat> protection around it for it not to have gone down. I know. I was about to say. You got all those trees. Yeah. That helps. But if you, I've often said if you get a seed within two inches of the ground, <laughs> it'll grow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of plants like that. Hellebore is like that. Uh, Rose of Sharon. You seem to like plants like that. Yeah, <laughs> they're easy. I like, I like the old-fashioned ones, uh-huh. right? And the ones that, I, as I get older, know that I shouldn't be out tromping around at. Well, certainly not at night. I, I, I realize that you should get plants that you don't have to take care of every waking moment. Maybe the maybe the warden needs to get some floodlights out there. Yeah, <laughs> that go on automatically. That that uh, that might help, so you can, you can work at night. <laughs> I was talking to somebody yesterday, a little little boy. <laughs> he he was talking to his mama to, mama did did you forget to wet your pants? She said, "What do you mean?" He said. Did, did you did you forget to wet your plants? <laughs> <laughs> well, bless his heart. Yeah, he knew what he meant. So uh, he did. let me uh, let me give telephone numbers here. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. And uh, you're welcome to give us a call this morning, 919-860-9783. And uh, we've got uh, Phil Campbell with us this morning, in addition to Brother Rufless. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Hey. Happy and, to be here. And uh, the other voice you heard, of course, is Nelsa. I don't need to introduce either one of you, but Nelsa Cox, owner of the Garden Hut in Fuquay Verena, brought some plants and peanuts. Mm. And, pers- a, and persimmons and relish and a Carolina shirt. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> shouldn't have done that. Nine one nine eight six zero. You been eating mayonnaise, Nelson, or something no, like that? I don't sir. know. She's just going off, <laughs> going off the deep end here. I think this morning. So, uh, any of those, any of those peanuts hot? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Well, I'll those were from Miss Linda. Okay, good. That's right. Is that uh, uh, something? Or our uh, guardian angels. That's I don't right. know. That's right. Could be either this morning. It's been nice and cold. I, I assume you've been enjoying that, Rufus. Oh, absolutely. No sweating. No sweating here, except when I get up and down out of a chair. The, the pain could miss so much. I leave a little sweat beads on my, my brow, but that, that means you're getting better, according to the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. You know, this, uh, this too shall pass. As they say, yep. Uh, Nelsa, the uh, why don't we start with some plants this morning? I, you even brought in some switches, didn't you? <laughs> well, I mean, um, that was the kind of switch I wanted. <laughs> yeah, uh, they won't. They Limber. won't hurt. <laughs> they won't hurt very well. So, uh, I have so enjoyed our miscanthus grasses with their plumes. Um, 
have them set in the front where the morning sun just just billows through them and they just illuminate light up and I'd say the last two three weeks the sun's gotten a little lower so now they're just catching the afternoon sun and again they just they just glow they just radiate so this morning I thought well you know what I'm gonna spray paint them so I did a few plumes with some pink and then I did a band around some of the uh, stalks and you know I know there'll be people today what's that pink grass what's that pink ornamental grass so <laughs> just kind of a fun thing yeah, you know, Anna's it's talked always. about uh, her hydrangeas, so I guess uh, some of the PG hydrangeas and oak leaf hydrangeas, you can do a little spray painting, yep. sometimes uh, the, the glittery gold or silver, but other times... The first time I saw this was, um, gosh, I'm going to date myself, but I think it was back in the 80s, 90s, when Edith Edelman was taking care of the perennial border at the Arboretum, and that's how she'd kind of put the... The border to bed is all right. Well, you're beautiful. You're up. You're you're brown, but I'm gonna just swatch you with some colors of what a great you know, idea. Green, yeah. purple, pink. So yeah, fun. that's what we we did that to some hibiscus. Did you? We did at church, <clears throat> and every and painted them purple, and everybody wanted to know what in the world is that plant out right. there? Right. Where can I, I get one? Yeah, it's a great people, promotion for yeah, you. Yeah, it makes people, people stop there. and yeah. go. Goodness, that looks great. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of paint do you use? <clears throat> Well, I used um, just a uh, landscape marking paint, um, so it, 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 you know, it's one of those uh, uh, paint cans that thing. goes in a little canister, and you can draw mm. lines or whatever. But uh-huh. um, so that's what I used. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so you don't you don't have to worry about oil based versus correct water based. Correct. All right, that yeah. plume looks well, kind of delicate. You had a a beautiful oak, oak leaf hydrangea. You get you can get your natural purple color that way that those my uh hydrangea fall colors uh especially the oak leaf have been astounding mm-hmm. i think everything this year i there are a couple of um oh doggone it now i can't think of i'll have to come back to that uh, a couple of the bright yellow uh very tr- tree that gets very old what <coughs> the is it ginkgo ginkgo yeah yeah there are um two or three ginkgo trees fairly large in my neighborhood and gosh, weird, that, weird how i can read your mind that yeah well <laughs> careful I, yeah, <laughs> yeah careful <laughs> but the, the the yellow on those are so brilliant yeah but beautiful. all the colors this year it's been a really yeah, good year for for colors and fun to drive around i you didn't make it up to the mountains for any of the fall color did you rufus no i i didn't yeah, I didn't. But, I didn't uh, by time. the way, uh, Nelson brought in a ginkgo uh, leaf cluster last weekend, and it was very amazing. Yeah, that was kind of different. Tell us about that, uh, Nelson. Well, that was one of the. Um, actually, I had topiary and a dwarf one, um, so literally not going to get more than you know three to four foot in height, but um, also in. Uh, girth uh, three to four foot wide so it's just a beautiful plant i mean a very unique leaf no other leaf like it Um, sometimes you'll see those leaves dipped in actually gold or silver Um, people wear them as necklaces jewelry Um, but it's just a very unique and and very prehistoric um, but a fun tree a tough tree a drought tolerant tree Uh, you want to also also make sure you have one that's grafted or is definitely a male because 
<laughs> like over by the food science building uh, at NC State back when I was learning horticulture. Um, there was a female ginkgo that was horrid when it would flower. Ah. Yeah. Very fatid. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you need plenty of room for them, too. Well, other than the dwarfs I was speaking of, yeah. and certainly there's uh, also some that have more of an upright habit versus, and they're very slow growing. So yeah, uh, they yes, are. Yeah, but that's a stunning plant. There's some in George, very meritable. There's some in Georgetown in Washington that are uh, just huge <clears throat> and uh, probably very very old. And uh, there's one at a church there in Georgetown. So pretty in the I, fall. I can remember being in Georgetown in the mid-80s on a horticulture excursion and going up steps and these steps and it was a like a bunch of steps like there was a big elevation change and uh that area was lined with ginkgos that kind of stair-stepped all the way up and it was stunning mm-hmm. yeah they hey. were pretty in columbus ohio too we went to a horse show with uh my daughter back uh-huh. in the day and um, I, I remember that they were just, it was in the fall and they were just gorgeous and the leaves were falling everywhere and oh, they were, yeah. oh goodness. So that's another tree to consider for, for the landscape if you have the room. Yeah, they but, are. You know, bald cypress, the bald cypress colors oh, yeah, we've have got, even been pretty this year. Yeah, my brother bedded about seven of those down years and years, <clears throat> years and years ago and we were going to move those. You know how that goes. <laughs> We were going to move them and plant them somewhere else. Well, they're still there. Yeah. And this has probably been 25 years. And Lane and I were looking at those yesterday. They're just gorgeous. Wow. Yeah, I like like those. They had very very pretty, uh, interesting bark on some of the name varieties. But uh, if you want something that is very, very upright uh, and interesting... It's, uh, it's not going to have flashy fall color. In fact, it looks like it's, uh, some people think, say it looks like it's dying almost. The, the leaves are, are dying, but it's uh, it's just that orangey-brown color that they have. <clears throat> 919-860-9783. More of the Weekend Gardener. Straight ahead, we'll talk to Richard. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. 8.25 WPTF time. Mike Rayleigh here along with Phil Campbell from Campbell Road Nursery and uh, Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut in Fuqua Verena, brother Rufus Edmonston, who owns North Carolina. Not literally, <laughs> but at one time, uh, not, not literally, but at one time, you owned our hearts uh, and minds, I'm sure, except for you run oh, for governor. Thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Send me a new shoulder. Yeah, well, that that shall work out, I'm sure. It'll Absolutely. Just, now, is it your right shoulder or your left shoulder? Right shoulder, because I'm, and it has to be because I'm right-handed. Of course. Okay. Oh, yeah. Man. You learn to do more with your left hand. That's right. Well, you, of course, you were breaking your fall with your your left hand and arm. Sure, of course you did. Was it your uh, Was it your uh, collarbone? Collarbone. See, I can raise mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's it's the it was broken right before the the ball the socket ball. Ooh. 
just sort of around in a circle there. And uh, the, the, the good orthopedic doctor said uh, the only other thing we can do is do an operation to replace your entire shoulder, and I don't want to put you through that. And I said, well, thank you. He said, well, we'll just let, we'll let it heal up. And so I'm going to go about my business, take it easy, uh, have the warden help me get in and out of the car and drive the car and do the things I'm supposed to do. And I, I, I had to cancel my annual trip that I've made for 27 years to Pinehurst. Well, oh, I know. I was thinking about you because you enjoy yeah. that so much, and I understand why. Yeah, well, we, we didn't make that. I have several events in D.C. that we're going to have to cancel because it's pretty hard for one armed man to, to do certain things. Right. About getting dressed, I couldn't couldn't put on a tie or anything like that. So right. enough about me. No, no, no. We want to know about you. We want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> well, why don't we? Uh, we got a couple of minutes here. Let's talk to Richard. Hey, Richard. Morning. Uh, well, first uh, I'll have one for Rufus, and then uh, mulch is a verb, and mulch is a noun. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I feel so sorry for that Mexican judge. He keeps trying the, the case of Diaz for years and can't get anywhere. And you know why? It, it's because why? the uh, solicitor keeps giving the jury the whole enchilada. <laughs> he whiz. <laughs> I, uh, Richard, I just, I, I just grieve for you. Just. <laughs> and, and, uh, I might have a donut. <laughs> And the uh, mulch is a ver- verb. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, when Grandma was there, uh, every time we'd start to get a bit sassy, she'd put her hand over her mouth and tell us, uh, mulch, mulch, and, and then start looking over at the paddle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so we got the message. Yeah, she didn't even have to put her hand on it. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, I've got a new mulching mower this year and it's really worked better than anything in the past and it uh, I, th- I think they must uh, analyze the everything in a wind tunnel or something but it's so much better than the ones they had over the years and uh, I've got a zoysia lawn and it, uh, the, the mulch on there provides some of the best fertilizer it's the best uh, it's ever looked and I I don't know why people want to put leaves on the street when uh, they can mulch them they up. Can, yeah, if they want something to look good, they can put the existing leaves around their plants. And- Richard, hold on a second. We'll be back with you after the news. Okay. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm supposed to fill in the silence. That's, that's, your, that's, that's your it. Cue. I finally, after all these years, figured that out. How about that? Thank you, uh, Jason, for reminding me. Uh, <laughs> we're, just, we're just sitting here talking to everybody. That's what we're doing. Uh, Rufus, uh, the, the fact that you're not in here is, is the reason that I, I'm, just, I'm just not working properly this morning. I'm not thinking oh, properly. Goodness. Yeah. Discombobulated. Yeah, Richard. Richard's on there. Uh, he, that's right. Richard is back. Richard, uh, you were talking about your zoysia and the new mulching mower. 
Yep. That, that's about, I think that's all I've ever owned is uh, mulching mowers, and it, it does make a difference, and they have improved, but I think partly because they have, uh, you know, they have, uh, some of them are double-bladed, and also they spin at a higher R- RPM maybe now. They have a little more power. Yep, and, uh, well, and uh, if, if you, uh, I can't see why you'd really want to put lawn under a, uh, a, uh, an understory environment. Uh, I think the best thing you can do for understory environment is uh, go so, uh, go see some of our uh, sponsors there. Pick up a bunch of azaleas and let the mulch fall where it is. Yeah, you know, you leave the leaves, but you don't necessarily have to leave them on the lawn grass. You can uh, you can blow or rake the leaves into areas that might need some mulch. Yeah, that's what I use leaves for, and I know uh, somebody up the street from me. There must be thirty bags out there full of leaves, and I guess they don't. You know, they don't want them back on their lawn. That that's one way to keep them from blowing back on the lawn uh, after you make a pile out in front of the street or blowing on your lawn. Right. Uh, (laughs) So you know, if you want to go to that trouble, that's fine with me. And uh, uh, I typically harvest them from uh, harvest the mulch from. our neighbors, find I've got a great place for it. It reduces to good soil. And and the straw bales I use this year reduced for the tomatoes, made yeah. perfect mulch. Right. And yeah. uh, don't discard anything you can use. That's, that's good. That's a good way to do. Uh, Rufus, you don't... Uh... You use mulch for your natural areas, don't you? I mean, you never, use uh, never blown, leaves. I've never blown away a leaf in my life. Yeah. In fact, uh, the, the next thing I'll be doing, or somebody will help me do, is cutting down the perennial things like flocks and some of the uh, uh, other uh, perennials, and then do about six inches of just plain leaf mulch. And it's amazing how that keeps the, the, the weeds down, and your your perennials will come right on out of there. If you want to plant some seed, just dig back a little a little pile of leaves and get some bare dirt and chug it up a little bit and throw your zinnias in there and your sunflowers, and you're, you're fine. That sounds I just good don't to understand me. how people want to waste all that good stuff. Yeah. Plus, you'd have a heck of a time trying to get the leaves uh, blown across that bog and up to the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I> would. <laughs> that would take a mammoth undertaking. That would be a real tough job. Well, I told you before that I think I've, I've figured out something that deer just will not cross over. Is uh, it? Rip-wrap rock <laughs> filled with, fills a streamway down through there, and I think. You and Phil have seen it. Yeah. Maybe Nelsa. They've never crossed across that because I think they're afraid their little people get caught in those rocks. Yeah. If you want to have a, a, a real deer barrier, try something about 10 feet wide and fill it up with, with riprap, and that deer will never cross it. <laughs> uh, the things that you come up with, Rufus. <clears throat> Richard, thank you very I much. I didn't. I didn't hear anybody agreeing with me. No, no, no. I, no, I, I, th- I it's, always that agree. is. I mean, their feet, their their um, their hooves slip on that, and yeah. they're, and they're pretty sure footed. They don't right. like stepping in like uh, 
if you put a, a wire or a string or something, they don't want to feel like they're getting caught or that they're going to fall and not right. be able to yeah. you know, take it care of themselves. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, one, one thing before I go, uh, Rufus, thanks for your grace in understanding uh, the sports environment the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I'm just very proud of you, Rufus, that you would take that stand. Now, our first, well, obviously that, but I, I was determined, Richard, that was going to be the first thing I said because I know who's in that studio today. <laughs> <laughs> and you talk about three diehards. Well, I've got red on, but uh, uh, that's not red, well, Phil. That's a dark maroon. Well, well yeah. Now we had a uh, our first beagle was Mr. Peabody, and he was pretty smart. And we'd ask him, Mr. Peabody, can you dance for NC State? And he'd start dancing. And then we'd ask him, Mr. Peabody, would you rather be a Carolina fan or a dead dog? Oh my gosh, this is dead. terrible. Oh, we love Carolina fans. We don't want to run them all away, Richard. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, if, if if Mr. Peabody only had the grace of Rufus, there you go. There you go. Thank you very much, Richard. Well, would Mr. Peabody lay, lay down and die like, like he was going to die? Yep. Hmm. How about that? <laughs> Smart dog. Well, he was Mr. Peabody. He was. What a great name. Yeah, right from Bullwinkle. Richard, thank you, buddy. All right. Y'all have a great Always nice you hearing too. from you. Mike is in Hillsboro. Mike, how's everything in historic Hillsboro this morning? Good morning. How are you? We're okay. Good morning. Thank you. I wanted to comment a couple of things about the zoysia grass. Yeah. Uh, this has been the most amazing year because my zoysia grass, which is a warm season grass, is still just as green as it was in July. Hmm. It hasn't uh, begun to discolor at wow. all. Wow. That, that's, that's unusual. I've never seen green soldier grass in at Thanksgiving before. No, I don't think anybody in my neighborhood has zoysia that's green. So you I, must be a little microclimate. It really must mm-hmm. be uh, warm there. You may have a hot stream or something, hot spring. Well, your... the only thing I can think of is I had some oak leaves that fell over top of it the morning that we had the heavy frost, mm-hmm. and that may have acted as a blanket for it. Oh, sure. Oh. But uh, I've gotten all the leaves up, and my grass is just as green as it can be. Wow. Yeah. And the gentleman that called earlier that was talking about mulching leaves, I would be very cautious because zoysia is very prone to thatch buildup. Um, and it doesn't like it. It, it. I think zoysia prefers to have no um, dead grass underneath the, the um, leaves of the grass. I think it really likes to breathe better. Um, and I do aerate mine about every other year. And the other comment that I wanted to make was about the ginkgos. Uh, I have two of them, and um, they were fully loaded with leaves last Saturday morning, and about 9 o'clock they started dropping. And by noon they were all off. Wow. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Raking raking leaves for two or three weeks like we do with the oaks that just constantly are falling like snow. Um, the ginkgo is probably the best tree, uh, you can have in the landscape, especially if you have a small space because they don't take up much space. Um, there's a couple of different varieties. Uh, there's one that's very open, has a very open crown where the wind can blow through it. Um, the ones that I have are a thick 
at a at a distance, my ginkgos look like Bradford pears. They shape like a Bradford pear tree. Um, <clears throat> Philadelphia, Richmond, Virginia, Washington D.C., uh, some in Atlanta. Um, city uh, landscapers love them because they have no enemies. They are not affected by um, pollution, air pollution. They're not affected by insects. Um, they are absolutely the best tree that um, you can have in the landscape, I think. They're prehistoric. They know how to survive. Yeah, the one you have that's upright, that's probably the Princeton Century. That's a, a nice uh, kind of vertical upright. And there's so, several other fastigiatas, um, but there's literally thousands of, of cultivars of ginkgos. Do you all have access to, to ginkgo trees for folks who are interested? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. got yeah. Uh, probably five or six cultivars on, on the lot right now. Oh, wow. One gallon, three gallon, five gallon, know they were so 15 popular. gallon. You know, <laughs> it's like fairy gardening. It's popular. It's, go through stages. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah, I had to move all these monitors are here. I'm sorry. I have found, generally speaking, that most, they're hard to find. I'm glad to know that uh, she has them in Duquesne. Uh, because I refer people to, uh, if someone's looking for a tree, I always recommend that they go get a ginkgo. Uh, and I know that when I bought mine probably 25 years ago, actually uh, longer than that, I bought mine at the recommendation of John Harris. Oh, cool. And um, and um, he, uh, I had trouble finding the ginkgos. Yeah. Uh, I well, my turn, are there any of them that bear, bear some kind of fruit? The females. Yeah, the females, and uh, Nelson was talking about the, uh, when she was in There's school. The smells so bad. Yeah, there was one at NC State. Near Kilgore? Yeah, but, but uh, no, by fruit the Food Science Building. Food Science, okay. Does anybody do anything with really, it? really, really bad. I had a friend that lived in uh, downtown Philadelphia, and uh, there was some planted out on the sidewalk <laughs> in front of his house, and um, he complained about them all the time. And generally, garden centers will not sell the of the female consumers uh, because of that problem. The, the males are the ones you have to get. I don't think looking at the trees, though, you can tell the difference unless they're in bloom. Is that right. correct, Nelson? Correct. Yeah. Rufus, what were you going to say? No, no, I, 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 I just was going to say it, the fruit. I, I don't, I've got one ginkgo tree, but I, I never saw any fruit on it. What does it look like? The fruit? I think the fruit is kind of purple, isn't it? Uh, Nelson? Like a little small persimmon or something? Huh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one either. Is that one Is that one still the food science building? I don't know. I haven't been over in that neck of the woods. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to that check on that. That side of campus. I'll have to check on that. Well, Mike, uh, th- thank you for all that uh, you contributed this morning. Anything else? So I'm, I'm going to perform a historic event today. What is that? Go out and cut my soldier uh, grass. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's amazing. It really is. Uh, you 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 really are in a microclimate there, uh, which is good. But I do enjoy the program, and um, I would encourage Rufus to reconsider about running for governor. He's not too old. <laughs> Look at our president. If I could keep off the ground, Mike. <laughs> See, I, that's why I was saying it looks like a little small persimmon. The problem yeah, we is, got a, we got a picture he, of it. The yeah. problem is, if he ran for governor, he wouldn't have a wife. 
exactly <laughs> the warden right. would leave him. Now that is well, he, yeah. he could host the. I'd, uh, I'd rather keep her than have all the governors in the world. I'm sure. Yeah, Mike. Y'all talked at the same time. What'd you say, Mike? I said he could host the program a couple of times a year at the governor's mansion. Well, you know, we're going to do that next year, uh, April 23rd. We're going to be broadcasting from the governor's mansion again. We've we've done that before, but we haven't done it in about 10 years. So uh, we look forward to it. That would be nice. The grounds they are really looking They are extraordinary. Now. They really are. By the way, Mike, the, the first lady is a real gardener. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah, yeah, she she uh, she does. She was out with us uh, and showed us around the the grounds. Uh, and uh, there are some spots that I I mean I visited, but I mean she even she's even growing some um, longleaf pines out there. There's a little grove, small grove of longleaf pines. So it's kind of an experiment. But uh, the, you know that's that's the way gardening is. It's an experiment. So we look forward to and that. I, I think uh, Janelle Moore and Desiree Scott both are a great gardener. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. And um, Janelle Moore started the the wildflower gardening program in North Carolina. And Governor Martin, Dottie Martin, uh, was uh, first lady, of course, uh, and uh, she she had a lot to do with the South Portico there, that uh, big porch there on the side. South side. Uh, that's where we broadcast the last time, and that's where we'll broadcast this time. But they uh, they made that look so much better than it had. And a lot of, there's a lot of vegetable gardens out there. There are gardens, uh, you know, there are containers with vegetables in them, all kinds of greens and things. Right now, it's it's really interesting. I know when Gerald was there, the, they were involved uh, heavily with giving food to the poor and uh, growing a lot. Um, Growing a lot of vegetables out there, so it's an interesting place, obviously, and we'll we'll be there next year. But uh, thanks for bringing that up, Mike. Well, you're welcome. I look forward to hearing you when you are at the, yeah. the governor's. And if Rufus was governor, we'd do it there every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be on the show every week. Absolutely. Way, I, I want to bring up to to Mike and Mike the something I didn't know when. We were walking through there with the first lady. I noticed that there were at least four uh, longleaf pines. I, I said, "Why is that?" She said, "Well, it's, it's the knowledge is that they will not do well unless you plant them in groups." Yeah. No wonder I've never been able to get one to grow. Well, you'll have to try it again. Yeah, I had a single one that grew for a few years, and then all of a sudden it just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's an experience a lot of people. Have you ever tried to grow anything, uh, grow a longleaf pine, <clears throat> Nelson? Yeah, I was just talking to my mother over Thanksgiving. I was like, Mom, he's like, you remember the one time me and Papa planted, planted all those uh, uh, longleaf pines? And she, she didn't remember, and I was like, yeah, he laughed at me. I was like, you know how his teeth would bobble up and down? I was like, he laughed at me. <laughs> It was like the wrong time of year or something, even though it was like late fall. But, I mean, we set out like 300, and I was like, I think two lived. So it's still pasture land now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they like that sand. They like the sand. I think they were like these – I think I had three bundles of 100 from the forestry department – came from the university, something left over from a project. And I think they sat in this bucket for like, I don't know, probably six months. So uh, okay. <laughs> yep. they just well, didn't they do just well. They just weren't happy. 
All right, Mike, thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Let's go to Scott and Creedmoor. Hey, Scott. Good morning. How are you all doing? All right. Good. Good. Um, hopefully you can answer my question. Um, I've been growing Swiss chard uh, for the last couple of years and haven't had a problem until this year. Um, I grow them in raised beds. And, um, oh, I'd say about five days before our first freeze, uh, I was going to go out and harvest them. And something ate the leaves off the stem. Right, grasshoppers. And, and I didn't see any uh, footprints or anything like that. So the next day, um, I was going out there. I was going to pull them up and, and uh, along with uh, my tomato plant. Um, and something ate the stems down to the ground. <laughs> and I'm dumbfounded as to uh, what animal would have done that. Groundhog. That's Groundhog. true, too. Yes, sir. And we've got them here. Um, I had some broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, that sort of thing in one of the houses that we can let the sides down on. And they got in there about three years ago. And, I mean, totally, I forgot how many pounds of greens that they can eat in a day for their diet. But, I mean, it was it was horrible. They uh, they cleaned up. In, the, in about three days, they cleaned up that whole little section of vegetables. Wow. Okay, so I guess next year I'll have to uh, put a screen or something around the bed, right? And, uh, so they can't get to it. And, uh, they okay. dig, don't they? I mean, can you'll find large holes in the ground? Yeah. yeah. And and the other thing is, um, there's I must garden uh, has a groundhog repellent. Oh, I hadn't oh, seen okay. that one. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and, and in fact, the animal repellent they have is for all plant eating uh, herbivores. Uh, what you know that it's supposed to take care of groundhogs, rabbits, deer, squirrels, everything. So, um, yeah, I would check check with someone and and find some of that. And Marilyn, you know, of course, mm-hmm. guarantees her product. So, yep. And it's, it's not hard to find. I don't know if Southern States over there has it or not, but you can uh, Most, certainly yeah, check on that. Yeah, a lot of that. private um, garden centers, garden centers have, have, yeah. have, have that product. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'll check with Southern State first and uh, go from there. Hey, uh, Scott, have you eaten at Finch's there in Creedmoor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they, they left us. They were upended by the city because they were building you know widening roads and all kinds of major projects downtown and uh they were a staple yeah. in uh yeah. in raleigh and and yeah, we we miss them but i you know i haven't been over to creedmoor and that's i live the first year of my life in creedmoor i need to to get over there more often it's uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's growing yeah it is well nice yeah. talking to you scott anything else we can help you with no that's it you uh you answered my question i've greatly appreciate it well let us know next year if you have any chard i sure will right. t- i think chard tastes like dirt <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute you didn't have to say that well what? that's just my personal opinion so it is it's kind of like kale no i like kale oh kale 
<laughs> Rufus doesn't like kale. So. I know. All right. Well, Scott. See, Scott just left. He he just he just hung up. He said you made him mad. <laughs> talking about his chart. That's our guardian angel. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll take a break. More of the weekend gardener coming up.